Hello and welcome to your GG Replay Echo Edition uh, for Friday, January 28th, 2022. GG Replay is of course your Monday, Wednesday, Friday podcast where we break down the latest in gaming news. Hosted by us, the Goodnight Grooves, a place for games, Matt, and, and you know, just a place for some good old-fashioned goofs. You know, we're workshopping the slogan. We've been workshopping the slogan for 99 episodes. This is episode 99 of GG Replay. I have to say it like that because it's just so exciting. Matt, how are you feeling about 99 episodes? Well, happy Friday, Paul. I'm very happy. I'm very happy about 99 episodes. That's a We're coming up on a big milestone here, a milestone that I'm definitely proud of. We said it last time how we have never missed an episode of GG Replay, three episodes a week up to a hundred episodes now it's it's crazy and and I'm, I'm proud of it i'm i'm happy with it but to let give the listeners a little context as to why this is the echo edition why they might hear a little echo on your end there yeah so i've got a new uh a new job and i had a little bit of money here to redo the home office work from home so yeah so i've spent a little bit of uh time the last couple of days but i got a new desk uh, I've painted all the walls. I've done everything else, but we used to have a, like a big bed in this room. Uh, now it is no longer going to be spare room slash office, but full office, uh, which is kind of a problem because right now <laughs> there's not a lot of furniture in here. It's pretty pretty echoey. Um, Rachel put down a towel behind me on the ground to see if that would help. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I don't I don't know. Even when it's kind of finished, I'm a little worried. There's not really without the bed. I think I'm going to lose a lot of sound dampening. So I might need to like invest in some of those stupid foam things for the walls yeah. or get something for my mic or do it under a blanket or something. I almost thought of recording this episode under a blanket, but we're too far in now. <laughs> I was actually going to suggest that, but then I was like, I'm just going to let him go with it. But How yeah, bad it do I time. sound, Matt? Am I, am I okay? No, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. The it's listeners will decide. It's up to them. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I was, I was going to say it, it might be time to uh, to look at some of those foam things. I forget what they're called. Yeah. I, get, it's, I mean, it's just foam. Uh, yeah foam foam sound dampening things yeah so yeah might be time might be time i think the time is coming and i have a little bit of money to throw around here for stuff like that so we'll see how that goes but matt you know what speaking of episode 99 we are going to get into the meat of the show soon i promise uh but i do want to remind everyone that on monday january 31st this coming monday it is the 100th episode spectacular of gg replay you know what i mean it's going to be spectacular for sure. Yeah. You know, we're, we're going to talk about some of our top stories from the year, which is really, really exciting. And we're also going to kind of talk about where the show is headed. There are going to be some big changes coming to GG Replay. And so, you know, it probably won't be a traditional show or one of the longer shows you've heard, but it's going to be a good one and we're going to have a good time. And we're going to share some of our thoughts and some of our really exciting ideas for the future because the show is going to going to have some uh, retooling done, but nothing, nothing bad. We're not taking... You know, I, I don't think we're taking away the spirit of the show. We're just we're just uh, changing its form a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'll save the rest for Monday. But uh, before we keep going, I do want to remind everyone that if you come across any necessary corrections in today's episode or just want to leave us a comment and say, hey, we love you guys. Appreciate it. Send an email to ggreplayshow at gmail.com so we can address them in the next episode. Matt. 
I'm not going to shout that the reviews are in because I'm worried about the echo in the room, but the reviews are in. The reviews uh, are in, in, It's actually, in. yeah, it would actually echo this time, which would be a cool stinger, but not cool unintentionally for editing purposes. The first game and the only game actually we're talking about for reviews here is Gunvolt Chronicles Luminous Avenger uh, IX2. I don't think it's nine two. I think it's I. I heard it pronounced X actually. X two. Okay, well that's stupid. Two D. It's two D action game. It got a seventy nine on Open Critic and it is out right now. Matt, listen, this is just not the game for me. But what do you feel about uh, old X over here? So, yeah, I mostly I feel the same way. Normally I would sort of just poo poo this thing right off the bat. But for whatever reason, I'm kind of drawn to this. I don't know why, Paul. I really don't know. The art is kind of neat. It sort of reminds me of a Mega Man game, like an old school Mega Man game, maybe a little bit less platforming and a little less difficult. Yeah. But there are very similar games out there that one, I mean, there's similar games that are way better. And there are so many similar games <laughs> that I would just write off immediately but I'm not doing that to this one for some reason. I really don't know why, but there's something about this game. There's something charming and uh, charming about it. And it kind of just looks like a lot of fun. I don't know why. It just looks like plain fun. Love that. And, and you know, I, I, I think I get that vibe too from the stuff I saw in the reviews. And yeah, I, I think there is just an element of fun. And that's something we talk about a lot on this show that, that gets kind of neglected a lot in games. It's fun. And so it is when something is, it's kind of like classic stuff, right? You know, you go to the store and just something kind of catches your eye, the box art, and you're just kind of drawn to it. And the pictures of like the screens on the back, and you're like, I'm going to buy that game. You probably would have bought this game uh, for like the, you know, SNES or N64 back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> but that now there's said, too many games. So it's like, fuck it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That said, you know, I, I'm not going to buy this game. I'm not going to play this unless the publisher sends me a copy. And even then I might not even play it, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I, I don't know. It's not something that I want to immediately write off because it does actually look kind of cool. There's something to it. But I, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to play this game. Totally fair. All right. Let's talk about some stories today because we actually have some pretty good ones. Uh, you know, I was going through looking for some stuff to talk about and I was a little bit wowed. So first off, Xbox, we've <laughs> talked about them a lot this week. Xbox is working on a Monster Hunter style co-op game with developer Certain Affinity. It's been claimed that they're doing this. This is what sources say. The prolific support studio, Certain Affinity, which is based in Austin, Texas, has collaborated on installments in the Halo and Call of Duty franchises since 2007, as well as shooters Left 4 Dead and Doom. These people have quite a pedigree. Now, of course, not necessarily on the creative side, but it's awesome to see how much they've done uh, in the development side, which is really, really cool. Now, on Thursday, Games Beat journalist Jeff Grubb, old grubby over here, said in a giant bomb show that Certain Affinity had teamed up with Microsoft to make a Monster Hunter clone designed to offer greater variety in its Game Pass lineup. Here's the quote uh, from Jeff Grubb. They're like, we probably can't get Monster Hunter on Game Pass. That would be pretty expensive. But we definitely want a game like that because we see the potential for that to grow and be a big thing with long-term support. This is pretty cool. Now, Windows Central's Jez Corden said he'd also been informed about certain Affinity's Monster Hunter-style game, which is reportedly codenamed Project Suerte. I believe that's how you pronounce that. I do too, yeah. Uh, His sources suggested the project has been in development since the summer of 2020 and that it's likely planned to be revealed next year ahead of release in 2024. Matt, 
Do you think it's a good idea for Microsoft to make a Monster Hunter clone? And, you know, I know you're not a big Monster Hunter guy, but would you maybe consider playing it, especially if you end up soon getting an Xbox? I think it's a really good idea. I think I'm not alone in the thinking that Monster Hunter World maybe a little too weeby. It really leans into the JRPG stuff. It has like your little flying cat companion, I think. It's it's also really complex. Like Monster Hunter games are complex. On the other side of the spectrum, you have Dauntless, which is it is a Monster Hunter clone. But it's really basic. It's the opposite. It's not complex at all. It's not deep at all. It's very uh, cartoony and stylized in its graphics. Something in the middle, I think, would be really interesting. I don't know if it's maybe like a a medieval setting where you're taking down dragon-type monsters. or I mean, it could be a sci-fi thing, too. That would work as well. But I think there's definitely room for something like this. By the way, Project Suerte, Suerte, I think means luck in Spanish, so I don't know what that has anything to to do with it, but interesting little tidbit. Um, So yeah, (laughs) this is something I'm intrigued by because I really like the idea of Monster Hunter and Dauntless. I just, in practice right now, I don't like playing those versions of that kind of game, but I like the idea, so I'm down for this. Yeah, you and I actually put a decent amount of time to Dauntless. You specifically put a little bit more than I did. Uh, and yeah, I, I remember being pretty into that, that the traversal and the general vibe of that. But again, I agree with you. It was a little too basic. Uh, but mo- again, Monster Hunter is just a little too intense and too weeby. So yeah, this could be the perfect thing. Again, Microsoft, I think has the ability and now, especially it was very different. You know, I was going to say scale bound, right? When you look at that, I'm not saying that's Monster Hunter, but I'm saying like to take something that's traditionally like a Japanese style game, genre game, and maybe make a Western version of it. Now scale bound yeah. failed, but now we're in a very very different microsoft so yeah. it would be cool to see if they could maybe kind of take some of those jrpg or j you know japanese style games and and maybe make a western version just for you know people like me who that's more interesting to us but yeah i'm a little oh, disappointed yeah. that this is so far off in a possible 2024 release because i think something like this would would be really big right now not saying it won't be big in 2024 because it probably will be it will maybe even bigger but This is something that I'm craving right now. I feel like a lot of these co-op online multiplayer type games, I feel like this sort of thing is only going to get bigger and the competition is going to get tougher. So I kind of wish that there was something like this right now to bite my teeth into and and get addicted to. But unfortunately, it's going to be a while. 2024 is not too bad, though. I keep forgetting. I'm like, oh, something comes out in 2023. And I'm like, that's next year. That's true. That's That's crazy. Crazy stuff. All right, moving on. We're going to keep talking about Microsoft because this is this is pretty interesting. Microsoft is going to cancel inactive Xbox Game Pass subscriptions following a UK investigation. Microsoft is making changes to its Xbox gaming subscription services in the UK in direct response to a 2019 Competition and Markets Authority investigation. These changes, I, I believe, are supposed to be... Um, Worldwide, though, I'm pretty sure Uh, the changes which apply to Xbox Game Pass and Xbox Live Gold subscriptions in the region, or maybe not, aim to improve transparency around the auto renewal for its services. Microsoft will offer pro rata uh, refunds, which is pretty cool, under the new policy with Microsoft automatically canceling subscriptions for some inactive users. Now, I guess for right now, this is a UK thing. I'm not 100% sure. I'm, I'm bad journalism on my part here, not that we're journalists, um, about knowing if this is a worldwide thing. But 
Yeah, this is pretty unheard of. Uh, I, I most there's a there's so many large businesses that's uh, you know with the app economy and everything where their entire business model is based on getting you to like sign up for a free trial and then you forget to unsubscribe and then they get all this money from you. <laughs> um, and you know, uh, Microsoft wasn't been far off from doing that. And it's cool to see them actually like look through for I don't know what they would deem an inactive subscription that hasn't been made clear. Um, yeah. But I think it's cool that maybe if you don't use it for, I don't know, if you have a month, a monthly recurring subscription and you don't use it for like 20 days at the end of the month for like in a row, maybe they won't. So again, I don't know exactly how they're doing it or if it's been a few months. I think it's probably more the case. They'll let you lapse a few months and then eventually they'll they'll cancel it for you. But um, I think this is cool. I, I mean, obviously they got forced to do this. This wasn't like a good guy Microsoft move, but I, it's neat to see stuff like this happening. Yeah, I guess. I don't understand the complaints that people have about this. I think you if you, it takes a minute for me to go cancel my subscription. Like But it's it, anti-consumer because they know that there's been studies, there's psychology that this is why these businesses work. They know that people forget. And and it's sure and I, I get like you could it's up to you to figure it out, but I don't know. It's cool if they're just gonna go through people who clearly don't remember they even have this and maybe cancel sure. it for them. Sure, but there there also needs to be some personal responsibility. People need to, I mean, if people if people are letting it go, it, it must not be that big of a deal for them. <laughs> like if if if, right. if someone can let a fifteen dollar charge happen every month without even knowing it's happening, then I mean, good for them that they're in that position. But like, I do that way too often. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it happens to it happens to me too. Like I just let my Blizzard one go. Uh, sorry, my World of Warcraft subscription, just because I, I, but in that case, it's more like I think, well, maybe one day this month I'll actually play and I never do. And it, 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 it doesn't really matter. I, I just let it go. But that's my choice. I could go cancel it in two minutes if I wanted to. I mean, sure, this is good. I don't know what, how do they define inactive? That That's what I'm curious about. Maybe it was in the article and I just missed it. But yeah, I mean, sure. This is, I guess it's a good thing, but I also just think that people complaining about not being able to cancel their subscriptions and letting stuff lapse. It's, it's also on them and they're lazy if, <laughs> and it is what yeah. it is. Yeah, I, I get it. But I think this is a useful feature to have. It just depends on how they do it. And I will say the pro rata refunds are insanely good. I mean, that nice. yeah. should be the case. Like if you use half a month of game pass and then you decide you're not going to use the second half, I think it's, that's pretty, I, I don't want to say it's like, necessary but i mean kind of it, it, we're kind of so used to getting raked over the coals a little bit but it, it makes sense that i use half a month of something and i don't use the other half that i should only pay for the half that i use that that just should be the way it is that i like and i'd also be interested in seeing what it would look like if someone came out with a subscription service where you pay by the day instead of paying monthly obviously it's probably mm -hmm. not in their favor it's better to get a, to get an upfront monthly um, charge, but if this if this prorated thing becomes more popular and other subscription services are doing that, then we would become we would get closer to the idea of someone actually trying a daily subscription thing. I think that could be kind of interesting. That is interesting. I I think like if you want to rent, uh, you know, the ability to play some games for like the weekend or something, fifty yeah, cents a day. I, 
Yeah, I, I think there's something to be said for that. Again, it kind of like like I said, like it reminds me of like video game rentals, like but being able to rent like a, a storefront or like a game pass, whatever, a subscription for like a few yeah. days. That's interesting. All right. Let's move on from that and talk a little bit about uh, something, I mean, kind of less interesting, but let's be honest, Hogwarts Legacy and Gotham Knights will still release this year, according to a tweet by Warner Media CEO. Warner Media CEO Jason Kilar uh, conf- confirmed on Twitter that both games will be released later this year as part of the company's plans. Neither game has a release date yet. Uh, people are kind of going on this and saying, hey, look, the games are going to come out. The games are, they said, they said 2022 and they said earlier this year again. But here's the thing. How often is the CEO like such an out of touch source? It's so weird to me that like the CEO would tweet this. I'm not saying that the CEO of Warner Media or Jason Keelar is like a dummy, but I am a little like, I don't know if this is like the, of course he's going to say, yeah, the games are going to come out, but that doesn't really like lend much to like the developers who are like, the hell they will. Like, I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't call this like a confirmation that it's coming out this year, but I would say that it's a good sign. At least it means that it's their plan to get it out this year. He would, I mean, he wouldn't say if there's no chance that it's yes. coming out this year and, and it's definitely coming out in 2023, he wouldn't say this. He would I, say like, the thing though, Matt, I don't think this is a good thing. I don't think this is a good thing. These no Harry Potter. Listen, Hogwarts legacy, Hogwarts legacy. We haven't seen almost anything from it. We haven't even had like vague release dates, super vague, like the year. Maybe this game is not ready. This game is not ready. There's no Probably way. Not. And I'm worried they're going to rush it and I'm worried it's going to be shit and it'll sell fine. But I, I just, I want it to be good. And I'm kind of, this kind of bums me out. Gotham Knights, I think is closer. I think that's probably going to be ready. They pushed that off a few times, but we've seen a lot of gameplay from that. I don't know about Hogwarts Legacy yeah. though. Yeah. And Gotham Knights is a more competent development studio as well. Right. Uh, fr- from what, from what we, from past projects, that's what I'm basing it off of. But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, this is by no means a confirmation, but it at least means that that's currently the plan. Whether it's ready or not, uh, and if it's not ready, hopefully it's pushed, but whether it's ready or not, that's currently the plan. Otherwise, he wouldn't say it. That would be maybe illegal, <laughs> like based on the stockholders and stuff. So yeah, um, yeah it's, it's at least part of the plans for now. All right, Matt, let's move on to something really, really exciting. Uh, I think for both of us here, VR MMO Zenith, The Last City is currently Steam's top selling game. Currently, Zenith is beating out pre-orders for Dying Light 2, which I want to remind everyone is the most pre-ordered game in, in on Steam, in history of Steam, uh, and Elden Ring, which previously held that title, as well as recent releases like God of War and Monster Hunter Rise. What the fuck? Uh, <laughs> Matt, I'm going to you here a little bit. I, I have some stuff to say, I'm sure. But what's going on here? You're, you've been following Zenith more than I have. You've been following, you follow MMOs a bit more than me. What is the significance of this? Is this something to watch? Is this going to be a game that is worth playing for MMO fans or worth getting a VR headset for? I don't know. I hope so, but but I don't know. But what I do think this is a case of is people who own a VR headset are more in tune with finding cool games on Steam and looking for cool VR games and looking for like the next big game that they can really sink their teeth into. And Matt, I will say that that actually um, this is also the top game on Quest right now on the Quest store. So okay. that like the Oculus store. So that, you know, it's, it, that tracks as well. 
So it's more about VR players being in tune with new game releases, whereas the general population is all going to wishlist Dying Light and Elden Ring and all that kind of stuff. But this is this is people who are big into games all the time. Like this is these are the kind of people who are who would listen to a podcast like this where they talk about video games. Yep. So I think it's more about that. I think it's also all of those Christmas VR headsets where records were were set as far as VR headsets being sold and um, people actually using them. Um, I think that's part of it. Those finally being put to use here. Yeah. And the idea of an MMO in VR is really exciting and intriguing and kind of goes along with the whole story right now of the metaverse and all that kind of stuff. So it's just a big topic right now. And the fact that this is sort of the the first big VR MMO to hit the market. There have been other attempts, but they've been much smaller in scope. This is yeah. the first big one. And it is like an indie title. This isn't like a triple A thing, but but it's the it, it's the first it was on Kickstarter, all that kind of stuff. So, so there, it's had some publicity, it's had some excitement around it. It's finally here. It's on every vr platform it's on psvr it's on steam vr it's on oculus it's on everything so they're gonna sell a lot of copies they're gonna do really well i will say the game right now looks a little rough it's got a long way to go but there's a lot of potential here it's really exciting and i will be buying this game for psvr at some point yeah absolutely i think that makes a lot of sense you know, I was going to say they're having some login issues right now, but that's only because this game is so unbelievably popular, I think. Welcome to an MMO launch. Well, an MMO launch from, yeah, an MMO launch, an MMO launch from a company that, you know, isn't super, you know, used to doing this. And then also on top of that, this game just blew up. And I think like you said um, before, I think there's something to be said for the fact that everyone bought VR headsets or everyone got them for Christmas. I think this is almost more a story about VR hitting. And when you get a new VR headset and we're only a few weeks in and you're like, okay, I did every, I did all the main VR stuff. Now what? And so like, I think there's a ton of people who are looking for the next big thing to get into with their VR headset to keep it relevant. Uh, And this is like the big release. Right. Every major VR release is going to have a massive surge like this, just because everyone who has VR is getting every major VR release. So the next time that there's some big AAA game on VR, it's going to sell incredibly well because every single person who has VR is going to buy that game. So that's just going to be the case of VR. Anytime there's a a high profile VR project, it's going to do really well. I mean, the attach rate is going to be astronomical uh, as far as major VR products. It's going to be like Breath of the Wild on Nintendo Switch levels of attach rate maybe even more to be completely honest, because that's just what the VR community wants. Yeah, absolutely. I I totally, I totally agree with you on that. Now let's move on to a different story. We're going to move out of VR a little bit and we're going to go to, well, I was going to say a smaller screen, but probably honestly like the same size screen. (laughs) Uh, Joe Danger is relaunching on iOS today. Remastered with improved visuals, high frame rate, promotion and gamepad supports the original game by Hello Games, of course, the the people who made No Man's Sky, was taken down in 2013 due to Apple removing support for 32-bit apps. Quote here from Sean Murray of Hello Games says, it's always been a secret shame of ours that the success of No Man's Sky left Joe Danger unloved. 
For the last two years, we've had a hobby project of bringing Joe Danger back to life, slowly rebuilding it piece by piece through eight years of Unity changes. As part of those revival efforts, Hello Games has gone a step further, doing a bit of remastering work on both aging titles, improving visuals, including enhanced textures, anti-aliasing, higher frame rates, uh, as long as well as promising ProMotion support uh, and also extended Bluetooth support for controllers. This is this is cool. Uh, honestly, uh, it, it's kind of wild. Honestly, this is more of a reminder to me. I never really played Joe Danger, um, but the fact that when no man's sky was coming out there was all this talk about that all they've done is joe danger this weird like 2d (laughs) bike jumping evil knievel looking game this is all they've done and then they want to make like this next generation like crazy procedural endless world of exploration and then well look what happened it kind of sucked but on the flip side um, they did have to give it up on Joe Danger a little bit, let Joe Danger uh, kind of slip, go to the sidelines. But on the flip side, it's kind of flipped around. So this is kind of it's kind of funny how that works. Matt, uh, does this have any interest to you? A little bit. I kind of just want to support it because yeah. there's this thing in mobile gaming where like this happens a lot. One of my very first games on iPhone when I got an iPhone in 2008 or 09 or something like that mm-hmm. was a Crash Bandicoot kart racing game. Oh, and such a good game. You haven't been able to play that since like 2014, maybe. It's been a really long time since it just has become obsolete. You know, new iOS updates break old games. And there's so many old games on, on mobile that were really good that you just can't play anymore. And like Infinity games Blade bought, is gone. <laughs> is it really? It's gone. It's off. Both the Infinity Blades. Wow. Yeah, that sucks. And, and like these are some of these are games that you had to purchase like i think the crash bandicoot game was maybe like five bucks and i can't play it anymore <laughs> it's unplayable unless i bring out an old phone or something like that uh that i never updated which that that it's installed on like you have to have all right. these and, and that maybe it hopefully it charges i don't know maybe it won't charge the, so, the flappy bird conundrum where people are like selling phones with flappy bird i do uh, have a phone with flappy bird on it i do do you really i do yeah yeah you could probably make some money off of that uh my previous phone still has flappy bird on it i haven't turned it on in forever and i really don't care but uh yeah, yeah it's it, it's it's kind of funny so one thing i do want to share about this another reason why i want to support this project is because while this while they made this announcement sean murray also took to twitter he shared this story sort of this behind the scenes story to tell about why this re-release happened um he posted these screen captures of an email he got from a father who wrote in to hello games about how how much his autistic son loves the game and how it was used as a vehicle to help him bond with his family members and as a coping tool in in difficult situations um you know some situations where maybe things got a little chaotic at a restaurant or something and um they would be able to to use this game to help him deal with that situation and honestly it was a really beautiful story it made me tear up a little bit to be completely honest while i was reading it and um i love that that story so much I'm, i'm so happy that you know maybe that's not the reason why they are re-releasing this on iOS, but if, if it's even just a little bit of the reason, I think that's great. I think, you know, that they actually cared about that. That's awesome. And it's funny because the father, even in the email was like, well, I also think if you did this, you would make a lot of money. He's like, I got it. I'm, <laughs> I'm bringing you this, this, like this story, but I also have to bring in a little bit of cynicism to you to, to, to even it out. 
so I thought that was kind of funny. But definitely go to go, uh, Twitter and, and read those screen caps because that was that was really cool. But yeah, because of that and because of the fact that old mobile games are just broken all the time on new iOS updates, because of that, I do really want to support this. I don't even know if I'd play this game, but I want to make sure there's support for these sort of things going forward. Wow. I couldn't say it better myself. I totally agree with that. It's what an awesome story. I, I did yeah. see people talking about that. I didn't read it myself, uh, but it did seem like a cool, you know, impetus for this whole project. So really, really cool stuff. And just, you know, kudos to Hello Games too, and really being with it. I really appreciate that. Sean Murray has really had a big turnaround just in his own, like, like his own public profile a lot here in the last, oh, yeah. uh, you know, seven years or so from being memed pretty hard. All right. Let's move on to Evil Dead, the game, which was supposed to come out in February, but is now set to launch May 13th, 2022. This game is pretty cool, Matt. We've talked about this a few times that I think it looks to be doing a lot to differentiate itself from other asymmetrical PvP horror games and seems to be going pretty hard, honestly, for what's kind of like a movie tie-in game they're they're re-release they're doing like a new evil dead on hbo max this year uh, and it really feels like they're kind of trying to relaunch evil dead they're always trying to do that with bruce campbell and everything involved uh and this game looks pretty good pretty visceral and the the chainsaw and everything like every time you and i were watching a, a show uh you know like i mean um a game a, you know a game trailer kind of thing uh yeah. this came up and we would go okay like maybe this is going to be really good <laughs> yeah it does among these kind of games these asymmetrical pvp games it looks like one of the better options that people will have going forward obviously dead by daylight has such a massive fan base and audience it's it's been one of the top games on twitch forever it always sells really well on steam and it, and, and it has a lot of sales so I think that'll still be the king, but this looks like yeah. a really good entry into this genre and a genre that I'm not super interested in, but I am a little intrigued by it. And if there, if there were a game that caught my attention, I would, I'd love to try it. This maybe I really like the animations. It looks like yeah. a fun time. I don't know. I totally agree. And you know what? Honestly, if Ash Campbell, Ash Campbell is his name? No, it's Ash Williams. The character Ash, is Ash, Ash Bruce Campbell. Bruce Campbell, Ash actor. Williams is the is the character. If Ash Williams heard you saying that Dead by Daylight is the king, he would uh, he would say, "I don't think so," and then he would kiss you, kiss you passionately and say, oh. "Hail to the king, baby!" Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's move on and talk about Steam's Lunar New Year's sale, which is now live, which is pretty exciting because honestly, I had some things I wanted to buy on uh, during the winter sale, and I kind of forgot. <laughs> And now, look, I have another chance to get some pretty good deals. And actually, there are some historically low deals right now. I mean, listen, nothing, not necessarily stuff that's never happened, but still some pretty big lows, which are always important to mention. I'm just going to go through a couple games that jumped out to me. First off, The Forest. This is such a fun Matt, we've had a great time playing this game, a uh, survival game. Even if you only play it for like a week or something, it's really good. <laughs> Also, we have Divinity, Original Sin 2, fantastic CRPG. I mean, it's just like the best in a genre. Halo MCC, uh, arguably, uh, you know, the best Halo you can really get. It's got everything. It's awesome. Uh, Grim Dawn, which, Matt, I convinced you to buy during the winter sale. Uh, yeah. And the idea that we would play it together. We have not yet. 
but I, after seeing it here, I was like, oh my God, I, I really want to play this again. Uh, and I also bought it on winter sale. So we gotta, we gotta get that going, but that's a really fun Diablo like, which I'm, I'm less concerned about now only because for a while I was like, fuck Blizzard. I don't want to play Diablo. But now, <laughs> now I'm like a little bit like, well, maybe I'll get resurrected. I don't know. <laughs> I don't feel as bad. All right. Also, Half-Life Alex, which is a pretty big pickup right now because we just talked about how everyone and their grandmother got VR headsets this Christmas. Man, and talk about the grandmothers. I found a, I saw a hilarious TikTok recently where it's like an old folks home or something and they gave them all VR headsets <laughs> and they're like wandering around and like nice. they're, they're really funny too. Like they're just all like having like a weird time. Anyway, so everyone's getting VR. It's crazy. So Half-Life Alex great pickup maybe not for grandma but in general really good don't at me if you're a grandmother by the way i totally appreciate that you're a gamer but i just mean like for you know if you're like 90 and you want to, i want to play half-life alex who knows who knows also undertale that's historically low as well if you haven't played undertale yet i don't know I, i'm not gonna like shame you for it it's fine it's not for everyone but <laughs> it's like a couple bucks so might be worth checking out buying matt i think you bought it recently didn't you but like have no intention of playing it probably yeah, I mean, two of these games you listed, I bought like a couple weeks ago during the winter sale, and now they're historically low. Now, they were like combined five bucks, so it's really not that big of a deal, but maybe now like they're combined like three bucks. But I do want to share the love a little bit because the Epic Game Store is also doing their lunar sale. Yep. Um, I'd like are. to make all of the PC gaming subreddit angry right now by shouting out the Epic Game Store. If you pay $10 or with the $10 coupon, they also have some really significant lows. Disco Elysium, if you use the coupon, it's $6. Assassin's Creed Odyssey, if you use the coupon, $5. If you haven't played Assassin's Creed Odyssey yet and you're into open world RPGs, it's $5. Probably the best value as far as time you can spend in a game for money that you can find right now um hades 624 with the ten dollar yeah. coupon kana 18 dollars with the coupon death stranding 11 dollars with the coupon some great kana for that price kana for that price is is honestly quite worth it i think compared to full price i think that's a price that i would probably pay to have a really good time with that game uh and death stranding too that's that's a really good deal uh i also would consider playing that game for that price <laughs> The one I might be interested stuff. one more I want to shout out, the one I might be interested in uh, on the Epic Game Store with the coupon Demon Turf, only $10. It's it's also Damn. really low on Steam right now, but I think it's a little bit lower with the coupon on Epic. So I, I might check it out there. But the one thing I love about the about Epic or uh, Steam, store, Steam Store sales is that <laughs> almost like every single game is on yeah. sale when they have these. And so like my wish list is just like, Maybe I have like up. <laughs> 50 things on my wish list and like 45 of them are on sale. It's crazy. I love it. Yeah, I agree. It's so awesome. Whereas, yeah, I agree. Epic is a little different. Although I will say like all my wish list on Epic is, is most, well, that's not true. Not all, but most of it's on sale. But that's because last time I made my wish list, it's it was during the last sale. So I think oh, it's okay. just kind of aping that same thing. Um, I will say in Canada, I think we got a $14 coupon at, nice. at, uh, at, at well, no, at the holidays. Because I think oh. to match the $10 in the US, $14 right. CID. But I think we're only getting ten dollars for this one, oh. so not really getting the same same discounts on that. So not not as. It's good. also only a one time use coupon now. It it yes, used to be anytime it was anytime. 
Yeah, anytime you purchase something, you got a new coupon, and you could get the first coupon by just getting the free game. So you could just keep using it over and over again, essentially, but it is now a one-time use coupon, which, which sucks, but they, I guess they got to start making money <laughs> at some point. At, at some point, they should probably monetize. I get it. I'm not going to chastise them for it, but uh, it was nice while it lasted. I probably should have bought a few more things during uh, the winter sale when I had like a $14 off coupon on every game. That would probably have been smart. <laughs> but what are you going to do? What are you going to do? All right. Well, you know what, Matt? That is going to bring to an end episode 99 of GJ, GG Replay, not GJ. Good job, Replay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, man, if things are going to change here at Replay. It's, I'm, yeah. I'm a little bit nostalgic right now for what's currently, even the present, because, you know, this is going to be a little bit different of a format in the future. But you know what, Matt? I have to remind everyone of a couple of things before we head out of here. If you enjoy GG Replay and all of our content over at goodnightgroofs.com, like the Game Grooves podcast, Southern Fried Grooves, or our blog, and you're feeling super generous, take a look at our Patreon over at patreon.com slash goodnightgroofs, where we have three different support tiers. The $3 plus tier will get you early access to Game Grooves, which is pretty rad. Also, we're making a lot of YouTube shorts, so... <laughs> If you like that kind of thing, or if you even have the shorts app, uh, that's just eat my shorts. Go check it out. Um, that's what I, that's how I call watching our videos, I guess. Wow. Um, yeah, go check that out. Uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. I mean, if you watch Southern Fried Grooves already, uh, you know, then you're probably just going to see a lot of the same jokes. We're doing a lot of clips from Southern Fried Grooves. But also, if you haven't checked that out, watch maybe some of these clips and it might give you a kind of a good insight into what we're doing over there. It, they're seriously, some of these are so funny. Um, also, who knew that people watch so many YouTube shorts? <laughs> yeah, it's a much bigger thing than I expected. Yeah, get out of here, TikTok. All right. And also, if you're enjoying this podcast, please consider dropping us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts because it just makes our whole year. Yeah, that's right. You give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, you will make my year and I'll shout Whoa. it out at the end of the year as my New Year's like peak of the year. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah, going to have a long list of names, hopefully, by the end of the year. Also, if you're on Spotify, there's a five-star option. Uh, I think other apps have things, but if you could try to check out Apple Podcasts or Spotify, that really, really helps us specifically. So that would be awesome. Any and all support is greatly appreciated and will go a long way in improving all that we're doing here at Goodnight Grips because we love making these shows for y'all. Matt, do you have anything else to say before we head out of here on the 99th episode of GG Replay? I got to be honest, if you're a patron of Goodnight Groups and you are inactive in your subscription, I'm not canceling it for you. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm letting <laughs> it go. I'm letting it go until the end of time or until you notice and you cancel it yourself or you call the credit card company and you complain about it. I'm letting it go. I'm sorry. <laughs> Matt, you know what? We just don't have the deep, deep uh, liquid bank assets that Microsoft <laughs> has to uh, to let that kind of thing happen. Also, the UK government hasn't tried to like sue us for it yet, that's so true. we're just yeah, gonna yeah. hold on to it for now, for now, <laughs> and uh, that's gonna be our policy for the the foreseeable future. Boris, so stay away! I'm not canceling the subscriptions. <laughs> Get out of here, Bojo! You can't force me to do anything. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you know, thank everyone. Thank you so much. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this GG replay and all 99 GG replays. And we look forward to being back again on Monday with an all new, all interesting GG replay retrospective. 
100th episode spectacular, and we will see all of you then. But until then, good night, Grooves. <laughs>